and I don't remember the acronym being called that, but I do remember having that FOMO thing. Now you said you may be asking, "What's FOMO still?" You're you're talking about FOMO as if I know it, and I'm I'm purposely doing that. But we're going to talk about that today. But I, I but really what, what I want to talk about is something that hmm, something okay something that is extremely. Have you ever faced something and that you didn't want to face it? Let's say your worst fear. Um, can you imagine facing, like, let's say you, the death of a family member that you can never, ever, you know, you avoid those thoughts. You avoid um, the even thought of what would you do if that family member wasn't around or you weren't able to do X or Y or Z or whatever. And and it's more than that, but I, I want to say, what if you were facing you see your death. You see your death, or worse, if you're a parent, you see the death of your child. You see the death of your child. You experience it, you see it. And now you may be saying, why are you saying this stuff? Because, you see, we're at a time where when, when the father moved on the children of Israel, on the Hebrews, he moved, and they moved as well. And when they did not, there was instant consequences for their behavior. And so when we're talking about the father's men, his children, those who did as they were instructed, there was things that happened that was just gruesome, that was just unimaginable. That was something that would just make some people just freeze frame. And so giving you warning or giving you heads up if you saw the death of your child or your loved one or something that was near and dear to you, something because we are being asked to walk out a fearless life. Our thoughts need to be that way, which, which makes our behavior this way. However, when you're in the world of FOMO, and I know I haven't explained it yet, and those of you who were research junkies like I am, you like researching everything, you know what it is by now, or you know before I even mention it, You've known it for years, unlike me, who just learned it for the last year or so, at least that, that acronym. But for those of you that are familiar with, um, you know, the thought, or excuse me, of just being fearless or living in a world where it's a world of fear. Fear of if you're too fat, if you're too this, if you're too that. If Because, see... When you say the word Hebrew, it means hardly nothing nowadays. It means it, it means um, religious people, particularly in North America, yelling on the corners of people, black people. But when you look through history, when the tribes around them knew the Hebrews were or around them, or when they realized who, who you were, they were quick. They were extremely quick to move. And, but that changed after we went into captivity. And then the power that was around the children of Israel, and not just the power because you said you, you Hebrew or like Yaya said, my ancestors were slaves and I got a thick nose, a big lips. No, no. The reason why the father moved on behalf of, of us, the children of Israel, his sons, his daughters, his, his children, the reason why, because they did as they were instructed. The father looked upon the, the Abrahams, the Isaacs, the the the. Abraham, the Isaacs, the Yakols, or the Israel, the, 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 the Caleb's, the Samuels. 
He looked upon them, the Moshe's. And so those of you, I'm referring to my brothers, I've been asked to pour into the sons. The sons are those who do as they're instructed. They're not religious people. They don't have these outbursts of tantrums. Um, the sons are the ones who can articulate themselves and their emotions. They can artic- articulate themselves um, regardless of what's going on around them. By articulate, I mean they are sober and their, and their behavior. They're sober in their thoughts. They're sober in how they speak. There is no malware or ill will. Um, they walk through their challenges and their issues of life. And so I'm speaking to the sons. And then the daughters and those who claim that they love the father, they'll follow because that's the father's word. They'll follow the word. So the sons will follow the word, and then those who claim that they love the, the father will follow the word that they see within the sons, even if they don't agree with the personality of the son. They'll follow the word and not just get an attitude because it doesn't fit the culture. So when we're speaking about the children of Israel and we're speaking about um, what was the surrounding them? When people, before we went into captivity, countries were very mindful. Before we fell, they were very mindful when they dealt with us. There was a level of respect. So today's broadcast isn't about the level of respect that we got. The, the focus is on the fearless thoughts and behavior that we, the sons of all time, must have. And your thoughts need to be fearless. And I want to discuss this, what that actually is. Because we live in a sea of feet of FOMO. We live in a, in a sea of a world of fear of missing out. We live in that. FOMO stands for fear of missing out. So today's broadcast is entitled Open Forum with the Brothers, or shall I say Crying Kofa Open Forum with the Brothers, Fearless Thoughts and Behavior in a World, or you could say a sea of FOMO. We live in a world where everything is motivated by fear, fear that if I don't do this thing, my child won't have this, fear of this thing. If I don't take this course, if I don't do this, I will lose out on this, fear of if I don't have this tool or if I don't have this type of look or this type of speech or, or, or if I don't have this type of car or this type of tool, there is something called FOMO, and that energy, that fear of missing out, it is self self-perpetuating, and the Father has called us to be fearless, where even when you see your son or your daughter before your eyes being brutally murdered or thrown into fire, you still will stand fearlessly. Now, you may say, I don't know about all that one. Well, I'm looking at the scriptures as a reference. Now, when I speak about the scriptures, I'm referring to the 66 books and the hidden books, like the Sudafikava, and those hidden books that were taking out, like the book of Baruch and the book of uh, um, Yasser, the Jubilees, as a cross-reference. So when I'm saying that, because when you look through those writings, you see when the Father was moving upon the children of Israel, when they knew who they were, when they were being obedient, their obedience is walking fearless, but your thoughts are fearless. Well, I, I, I'm thinking ahead. I'm just being a devil's advocate, and, I, I, and that's fine. That's, that's culture. But those who claim that you, the Father's energy lives within you, that you're walking in integrity, your character is built on think of those things that are true and honest. 
The truth of the matter is the Father said that nothing can separate you from me. Once again, the truth of the matter is nothing can separate us from the Father's love. So regardless of what happens, nothing can separate you. So what does that mean? That means that whatever happens to you, he has you. He got you. You just need to get your mind wrapped around that. What does that look like? Does it look like that, hey, I can, I may lose my home. I may lose my notoriety. That won't separate you from him. So we need to live fearlessly. Fearlessly, and I still I love this part, and I know this book of Daniel when the three Hebrew boys are being thrown into that pit, and I love what one of them said. I love it when they were thrown into that fire, and they were stoking it, and they said, "Our Father, Yahweh, will deliver us." And even if He doesn't, and that's what I love about this, even if He doesn't, now they they're seeing their death, they're seeing this fire. All three of them being thrown into this into this wall of this this roaring fire of heat. Even if he doesn't deliver us, Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow our knee. See, that's something that comes within. See, there was no desire for, of them missing out, a fear of missing out. Well, the father knows I'm not supposed to feel any fire. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to see my son be beat up or my son, my daughter. You see when. In the book of Acts, again, as a reference, in the book of Acts, when Stephan, I think it was Acts, the first chapter, when Stephen or Stephan, when he was speaking truth to power, he was speaking among the religious Hebrew folks, the black people, the religious people, those who, who shout hallelujah a billion times and they quote a, a thousand billion times. They were so angry with him, they took rocks and they murdered him. And who was there amongst them? Paul, Saul, I should say. Saul was there, and at the time he was young. Read it, the book of Acts. Now, Stephan saw his death. He saw his death. And everyone around him felt they were doing the right thing because he was going against something that they felt was, was, wasn't right. Brothers and sisters, you're going to have to see. He wasn't going off on people. He wasn't rebuking them in the name. He wasn't shouting at them. He wasn't just saying, you guys are all evil. No. He spoke what he had to speak. See, I'm purposely not reading this because you need to know this. You need to read this because that's what's going to happen to me. That's what's going to happen to you. It says it in the word. We're going to see our death. We're going to see the death of those around us, and we can't fall out. My brothers, I'm referring to you. Now, you may say, well, uh, the scripture says you can't bind a strong man. I agree with that one. I agree. And Yahya preached on that. What I am saying is that we are coming to a time when our testimony is over with. Once our testimony is over with, that's what it says in the book of Revelations. Everything's been written before time. We understand that this is a timeline, that we're in a timeline. Science even talked about it. We talked about this. We have lots of references. You look it up. But this time that we're in right now, we know it's been written. We know we're just walking out our lives. And what's in me that's coming out of me, it's still character. It's saying live fearless. Live fearless. When I think of the book of Luke, 
I'm thinking about the eighth chapter, and I heard this. I have heard this scenario so many times. I, I don't even. It's not just a book. It's not just Luke, but it's it's also other gospels as well. Luke and Mark and and and, and Matthew uh, regarding the woman with the issue of blood. I, I just just saying the woman the woman with the issue of blood just sends me to a tizzy because I've heard so many religious people just beat that down, and I I, I appreciate about the woman who was her blood was constantly leaving her and and. I guess she was constantly in a perpetual menstrual cycle, if I'm understanding that correctly. Someone will correct me because no one really says anything like, well, j- nice job, Michael. But if I do say something wrong, they're quick to, they're, they're quick to um, correct. So by, by me saying this, I'm not, I'm not saying, brothers and sisters, that I need to hear, good job, Michael. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm noticing people will definitely let you know when something's not right. So I believe the woman – with the issue of some blood, I believe she was on a perpetual menstrual cycle, which means she was constantly bleeding. Her, she was constantly on her period, if I understood that correctly, if I read that right. Someone will correct me if I was wrong. But the fact, the point of the matter is, is that Yahushua, our Messiah, the Word, the Father deposited his, his content, his Word, into a vessel, to the seed of Yehuda. Okay? When Yahushua was walking through these crowds, he knew who was in the crowds. He knew those people didn't love him. The vast majority of those people didn't love him, but he fearlessly walked through there. He knew, he knew those people were vampires. How dare you say that, Michael? Wait, come on, guys. Come on. Yahweh knew wherever he went, people followed him because they wanted to eat. They wanted to get these things out of them. They, these, these fallen light-based beings, these demons, these warlocks, whatever, they wanted these entities out of them. They wanted to be fed they just gawked at him. They weren't there to love on him. They weren't there to hear truth. They weren't there because they loved the Father. They were there because they were lost. And they heard about this guy who claimed that he's a Messiah. And throngs of people was around him. He knew what was in them. But however, the word that was in him, the Father's word that's in Yahushua, walked through those vampires. He walked through them. How do you call the children of Israel vampires? They were. They were. See, brothers and sisters, for me, I'm being honest. I can't stand vampires. I can't. But the Father said, I called you to walk through that fearlessly. But I'll tell people you're a vampire. I'll tell people you're highly religious. You, you say all this stuff, but you don't love. You can't be honest with your heart. That's a vampire. You have all this angst inside you. We have physical manifestations, but yet you can't be honest. See, the Father wants us to walk with those individuals. Now, if they choose to run away, that's on them. But the Father has called me to walk with those brothers. And I'm walking fearlessly. And at times, fear, <laughs> the fearless, the, at times I struggle with the fearless part because I'm thinking, they're just vampires. They don't love you. Father, that's not, that's not your concern. Your concern is to be there as I instruct you. Well, Father, if I'm hanging out with this person, I'm missing out over here. Or I should be—I could be doing this. See, and that is that fear of missing out. So what I'm what I'm encouraging you, my brothers, is that we need to just do what the task is at hand, and our thoughts have to be fearless thoughts. Fearless means regardless of what you're doing, everything will work out according to plan. You commit everything unto Him. And you follow through, regardless of how ridiculous they may look or feel, 
regardless of how inappropriate it may appear to be. If you know you're listening to the voice and you know that the Father's character is moving within you and he is rewiring your, your value system, that he's gutting you open like a fish and that he's pulling on all this other stuff and then all, this, and then all your compartments that you had inside of you, all these angst that he's working through that. So walk through those angst fearlessly. And the way it would look fearlessly is when you are completely weak and, and feel completely vulnerable. And you're walking through a throng of people, and everyone's touching you, but then one person touches you, you're like, who touched me? Because the energy that's inside of you is the energy that's motivated by love. Once again, it's, you need to put yourself in a position where you are vulnerable, fearlessly vulnerable, and the most destitute place ever. So I do not want to be in Disneyland with the Hebrews crawling on me, touching me. That's like... Disneyland hell, I mean, or Magic Mountain or Six Flags and thousands or hundreds of people just, oh, my gosh, that would just, would just freak me out. But I would just walk through that fearlessly, knowing, they have, knowing that they don't have your best interest at heart, knowing that they don't care anything about you, knowing that they just want to look and see if they can talk about. You are to walk and be obedient, and that obedience inside of you will be activated, whoever's around you that loves the most high which means that those who love him with all their heart, their mind, their soul, and they love their neighbor as themselves, they're not religious people that holler and shout and sing songs. And I say this a lot because that's what I've been, that hollering and shouting and that singing songs thing, that's something that's been paraded through my, through my vision since I've been on this planet. And those people are the most wickedest people ever. And those people, and, and and, and they tend to be the ones who do things behind closed doors where their thoughts are full of fear. Their thoughts are full of, I have to appease my blah, blah, blah. Their thoughts are fear of missing out. If I go over here, I'm going to miss out on this family member or in this thing. So, brothers and sisters, do as the Father has commanded you. And my brothers, I'm encouraging you. You hear the Father's voice. You know his voice. You know his voice. And that voice we hear is a, it's the voice of understanding and wisdom. You hear her. You hear, you hear how our Father nurtures you, how he pulls on you, how he encourages you, how he disciplines you through wisdom and understanding, as it says in the book of Proverbs, on how you need to listen to him and be obedient and do. Not just type and text or not just talk about it, but you're doing it. You're fearlessly doing it because the world we live in is a fear-based world. It needs fear in order for it to run. Summertime and spring is coming upon us, so now all the insecurities of people will come out. So are you saying that I can't can't look good? Because what I'm saying is that people's insecurities will come out on how they look, how they they want to project, the energy they, they want to project. And I'm just encouraging my brothers. Live fearlessly. Walk through those things you don't want to deal with. Yahweh we knew he was walking through vampires, our father. And he did exactly what he was instructed to do. And he walked through those people, the children of Israel, who were lost. And he also saw his death. He too saw his death. And he said, hey, take this cup from me. That's real. 
that's real. But then he heard the father's voice. He heard the father's wisdom. He, he can hear the father pulling on him, saying, no, you need to do this. And through that understanding, like it says in the book of Proverbs, and according to what was written out in the book of Isaiah, he walked it out. All this is walked out. My life has already been written, brothers and sisters. Your life has been written. So what I'm saying is do what's in you. Listen to that voice. My brothers, once again, you hear one voice. That's called character. Your character should be based on fearlessness. This world is built on fear. When they sell things on this world, they sell to people's insecurities. Look, look at commercials. Look how they sell on fear, and how your hair needs to look, how thin you need to be, how your feet need to look, how your car needs to be, how your house – look at that. Now, I'm referring to those in the West. It's the same way in, in the developing nations as well, but it's more amplified, I believe, more in the West, in the developed nations, from my experience. So we live in a world of fear, a sea of fear, and it comes in different shapes and, fl and flavors and sizes, insecurities, the fear of missing out. And that will propel people. That will motivate people. And what I'm saying is that you can tell the father's sons. Again, you can tell the father's sons because their very thoughts are fearless. And their very behavior reflects that. Now, the definition of fearless is showing a lack of fear. That's easy. A lack of fear, which means you're bold. And the, it talks about that. We are to come boldly to the throne room. See, that's it. We are to boldly take our thoughts to the throne room. Fearless also means brave. It means courageous, valiant, gallant, lion-hearted, heretic, daring, confident. Confidence is another way of saying faith. You believe it. You're confident. So you may not have confidence in yourself, but you have confidence in the word, and that's where you need to be fearless. That's why you have to get that word in you. You have to get the Father's word in you. By that, you have to get his character, his principles. Once you understand his character and his principles, not the cultural religious stuff that people are shouting out or singing songs with, not the place where people will go gather. Because, see, here's what's going to happen. The Bible will be considered hate speech. I was wrong. My bad. The Bible is already considered hate speech. Once again, the scriptures, the Bible, the six, six books, everything I'm referring to it's already, it's already considered hate speech. If I'm not mistaken, in California, they're, they're, they're in a process of passing the law that says that any writing that says, like, uh, same-sex attract homosexuality or, or, or whatever, whatever it goes against the culture, whatever goes against the greater culture is considered hate speech. Once again, you can look this up on your own. Probably you guys know this already, but in the state of California, located in the United States of America, there's a law that, that's in the process of being passed or will be passed that will say that if anyone comes against or stands against or any book or writing or anything that comes against the laws of the land, that will be banned. So that will be banned. The scriptures will be banned. So we're looking at the book of – we're looking at Babylon, Daniel. I mean everyone had to get up and, and worship, right? 
in the book of Daniel, those 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 people in charge, they knew that Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar were tight. They knew that Nebuchadnezzar um, um, was enthralled with Daniel. Daniel was able to deliver some vital um, um, key um, state uh, state of the government information to to Nebuchadnezzar, and Daniel delivered just like a good um, right hand man would do. He was considered part of that class of people, that, that department that delivered state of governmental affairs. And he delivered that as it outlined in the book of Daniel, the first and second chapter. It talked about that. And the, the men in charge, the men who was also in that same department as Daniel, did not like that. So they got the laws changed where they said that everyone had to, regardless of your religious, had to, regardless of your faith, had to um, Whenever a certain time of day, they all had to stand up and give honor to the king, Nebuchadnezzar. And they wrote that in the laws, knowing, because they knew that Daniel would always pray facing Israel, east. As if at that time, I think it was east. He would always pray towards Jerusalem. Once again, Daniel would always pray towards Jerusalem several times a day. That's where the Muslims got their, 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 their that's, that's what the Muslims modeled their, their thing behind. So that's what we used to do, and we would face where Jerusalem was, and we would pray towards Jerusalem several times a day. And Daniel would do this, and they knew this about him, and they had the laws changed. And Daniel was fearless. He was fearless. See, he wasn't rebuking people. He wasn't shouting at people. He wasn't – he just stood up, and he – open up the window when it's time for him to pray, and he went directly towards where Jerusalem was, and he prayed. He had his, that, That's what he did. That's what he did. Now, I'm sure Daniel was always praying without ceasing. I believe that. However, he made sure he prayed when he had to pray, and he faced directly towards Jerusalem, as I understood and, I, and then you, you guys should know the rest of the story. If you don't, I encourage you to read the book of Daniel. It's a reference. And then you can see how they, they, got, him in, they got him in charges. Um, Nebuchadnezzar signed the, signed the law in the place. And so Nebuchadnezzar realized the, that what has happened, that these men, and that these men have uh, altered or manipulated the law because they were, they were trying to get Daniel out the way because the father was obviously speaking through Daniel. And they wanted to move Daniel out of the way. So they knew that he was highly disciplined and loved the father, not religious, because religious people will change their minds for family members. Once again, religious people will change their mind for those whom they love. They don't love the father. They love the flesh. They love those things that they are familiar with in their flesh. They can't stand the father. They can't stand the word. They say they do, but they can't. That's how you know they're not living fearless. Daniel was fearless, and he saw his death. He knew what he was doing. Well, couldn't he have just bowed down? Couldn't he not just hit himself? He just went into his prayer closet. He, that he was just provoking them. He did as he was told. He heard that one voice, and that one voice, his character with him said, you stand up and you, and you open up the doors and windows. Let them see you. There's no compromise with, the, with our father. He wants complete devotion, complete surrenderance. That's what he desires from his sons. 
you can see that in people's lives who live fearless. They go, you're like, wow, what else is happening in their lives? This seems crazy. So the rest of the story goes with Daniel that he's throwing the lion's den, and Nebuchadnezzar really didn't want to throw him down there. He did not want to put him in the lion's den. He did not want to put him down there. But he had to follow through with the edict, with the law that he passed. And so I was, you can read it and see how there was a, there was a conversation he, he and Nebuchadnezzar had the next day. Nebuchadnezzar had with Daniel, and Daniel was right there, and the lions didn't do anything. Then Nebuchadnezzar knew that the, the nature of why that law was passed. So that's why I'm saying laws are being passed just like it was in Babylon. I believe that the United States of America is mystery Babylon. I believe that. It has all the earmarks. Massive merchant city or merchant culture, merchant class. It controls the world. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a reminiscent of every culture, every faith, every walk of life, every, whatever you into, whatever you like or dislike, whatever it is, you will find there. It will find there in Mystery Babylon. And obviously, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a mixture of everything, all, all, of all the cultures. So we're here. We're not going there. We're here already. And so I've been asked to continue to speak about your thoughts. And, and, the, and your thoughts need to be fearless. So even if someone comes and wants to do something against a loved one, well, I'm sorry, Michael, I don't, I'm going to grab this, I'm going to kill him. It's okay. Then you do what you need to do. I'm just encouraging my brothers and that we are, we are here now. And I'm encouraging you to hide the word in your heart. And since I was a young man, the Father has put this in me. How? And I'm paraphrasing this, but it's Psalms 119. And that's how I remembered it as a 19, 20-year-old young guy. How can a young man keep his way pure but by hiding your word in his heart so he will not sin against you? Now, obviously, it says something completely different, but I paraphrase that because that's how I had to walk through my life. When I'm fighting my thoughts, my desires just to, just to be completely just raven Sex, sexual, waving, angry at the world, whatever. And that's what I thought on. That was my thoughts. And even though at times I would say those very verses, which I'm pretty sure I butched, I butched them up, they were all battered up, I still, that was in my heart, that I did not want to sin against the Most High. That I really, and I called him God at the time. I didn't want to sin against God at that time, but I really wanted to hide his word in my heart. I love the fact what Joshua says that, and that, that this book of the law should not depart from my mouth. That means he meditated on it. So I understand that there's guns and bullets, and everyone, we're, we're in a society or culture around the world, in the West or in the East, where people can fight, and I got that. And I'm just saying that the Hebrews were not known for their fighting skills. How dare you say were? Yeah, they were. But they are also mainly known for how the Father fought their battles for them. So let me say this again. The children of Israel was not really known for their fighting skills. Well, I don't agree with you, Michael. I'm not saying and that they didn't fight. I'm not saying they weren't really known for their fighting skills. They were known for their God, as the nations would say. They were known for that Yahweh. They were known for that. Of course they fought. Of course we did. However, the nations who surrounded us knew when we were fighting, who was with us. So that's the focus. 
So the focus is not that you got this and you got to take care of that. The focus is the Father with you. We see many times of, the, of, of Moshe, we read where Moshe or was it Joshua, when they were fighting and that it was Joshua, he asked the Father to keep it dark. I'm mean, sorry, to keep, it, to keep the sun, hold the sun and hold the moon. So, and so we, we won. But did we win because of our great skills and weaponry or did we win because of the Father's love and obedience? That's the focal point that I'm trying to say. See, when you're fearless, you will ask the Father to move on your behalf, and then he will use you according to how he has designed you, how he has called you, how he has created you, how he has purposed you. So being fearless is showing a lack of fear. As it says, here's a definition. That means no fear. You have no fear to call upon the Father. And to believe he will answer you. To say, Father, I need to fight these people and I need your help. Father, I need to go against this. And regardless of what happens, I'll, I'll always love you, Father. Your thoughts need to be this way. But if your thoughts are that your military skills or your karate kicks or your, your beans or your bullets or your bombs... Or whatever you may have, if, if that is your salvation, then you should be honest, my brother. That's your salvation. However, if and salvation I'm referring to, that will come and rescue you, that, that you can call upon. I'm in a land that I'm in a foreign land, way foreign than, than where I was born in. And if you would see the people who would stop and just stare with their mouth wide open. It's, it's increasingly coming more and more. Increasingly. Just the other day, I'm on my bike riding. I just leave my house. And I see this couple with a child. I think they were grandparents or, or advanced kids or, or, or whatever. Young kid. And they're, they're a couple with had a couple of late, kids later in their, in their age range. But the fact of the matter was, as I was passing them, I can tell that the father was just mesmerized with his, just as I was approaching him. And his mouth was just wide open like a fly could fly right in there. And as I passed him, I looked in my, in, my, in my mirror on my bike. I have a mirror on my handlebar. And I looked, and he was just staring at me as if he was scratching his head with his mouth open. Now, I don't know what he saw, but he saw something beyond just a black guy with a helmet on on this electric bike. He saw something else that was grander because it was like he was befooled. I know that's not a word, but he was dazzled. And see, normally when people are dazzled, what comes next is fear. See, see, when you're at all with something, you're like, wow. And then all of a sudden something strikes you. You're like, whoa. So just get ready, my brothers. So I'm doing what I'm instructed to talk about being fearless. Just y'all do whatever y'all want to do. Y'all can rock whatever you got to rock. You got to have fear of missing out. Y'all do y'all. I'm just encouraging you, follow the word. You don't, have to, you don't have to agree. What I'm trying to say is that you may not us totally appreciate where the Father's placed the word, but follow the word. But, but, but over back to my brothers, you know you hear the Father's voice. He wants you to be fearless. So the, some of, some of the, some of the, um, some of the, um, how can I say this? Some of the, um, 
definitions again, or some of the yeah, I'll say I'll say the the, the some of the synonyms would be um, daring and dynamic and spirited. Um, so um, when we're unafraid, when we when we have an unbashed desire to move forward, regardless of what it looks like, this is where the Father wants us to be. He demands to be this. We are to be his fearless men, valor, men of valor. And we see this throughout. And you hear about David's 400 men. You hear about that. In the book of Samuel, it's the 22nd chapter. So we know that we are at this time. We know we are here. We know the Father has called his sons. And his sons are not violent. His sons bring on their feet. It's good news. Not shouting, not rolling around the ground, not playing worship music, but bringing truth and integrity and honesty and peace and sobriety. See, emotional sobriety, when you speak, there's no shouting. You can capture that person's spirit just by speaking to them. Capture that energy inside them just by speaking. Whatever vibration, whatever decibel, whatever spectrum of light that resides in them, you hold them as you speak. That's the power. That's the authority the Father has given to his sons. Our testimony is, is just now beginning, brothers and sisters. Our, my brothers, our, our, our testimony is just now started. We are to speak his word of fearlessness. We are to cover our loins, which means we walk through those things that we know could arouse us in the flesh. We are to put on integrity, that breastplate of righteousness. I call it integrity. That means that the things that you believe in, that you uphold it. Your mind is on him. Your thoughts are fearless, courageous, laced with love and obedience and discipline. And then you have that shield that you believe that nothing can hurt you, nothing can separate you from him. The flesh is not you. And then you have the sword. That sword is how you speak. The sword is how you burn. The sword is how you fight. That is the word. So you have your shoes on. You have your breastplate. You have your helmet. You have your armor. Or shall I say your shield and your sword. And that's not used to murder. That is used to bring honesty integrity, truth, and all the other things. That's what that's used for. Again, that weaponry is not the murder. Now, people may say honesty and truth and integrity is hurting me. The UV light, the ultraviolet light, kills viruses. It kills certain bacteria that cannot take the UV light. That ain't my problem. That ain't your problem. You are to do as you're instructed and put on that armor. And you are to shine your UV ultraviolet light as you move forward fearlessly. You have no armor for the back. Your armor is only for the front as you move forward fearlessly. And before I, I go over to Barbara and, 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 and D.L., Dawid will not be joining us today. He's out of town. He's traveling. So shalom to Dawid in his absence. And I just want to read about um, 
before I bring on Barbara and, and DL, I want to read about our brother Barbara, our brother DL and our sister Barbara. I want to talk about the fear of missing out and what this is all about. Again, it's fear of missing out. I'm reading this article from Psychology Today, and I I didn't read it before time. I just picked up certain things, and I just want you to hear this. Is and again, it's dated November 30, 2016. Again, it's called the fear, the FOMO health factor. The FOMO, the FOMO health factor. Can fear of missing out cause mental and physical health problems? Then it goes on and says the following. Um, Do you ever experience that feeling that you're missing out on something important or rewarding? Of course you do. Where there's a chance to meet someone new and exciting, get in on a hot new investment prospect, travel somewhere fun, or experience the valuable life experience that many of your friends are enjoying, this all-important fear of missing out, most popularly known as FOMO, has become a vital part of modern culture, not to mention a hot new internet meme. Formerly defined as pervasive, apprehensive, that others might be having a rewarding experience from which one is absent, characterized by the desire to stay continuously connected with, with what others are doing. Recent surveys suggest that three-quarters of all young people are experiencing unease over po- possibly missing out on something that their peers are doing. Now, this was once called keeping up with the Joneses. Once again, for me, I believe FOMO, it's, it's, all, it's always been here, the fear of missing out, keeping up with the Joneses, which meant um, especially during this consumer era. We're now in the post-consumer era, but during the consumer era where people always had to outdo their neighbors in regards to their home or their, their home or their job or their car or their children or their school, there was always that competition and that you, you could not, you had to keep up with appearances, keeping up with appearances. Why do they keep thinking we're so rich? We're poor. No, because that, that's still that same spirit. They just repackage it. FOMOs, keeping up with the Jones is all the same. And many people, many of us, we still have that. That's called consumerism. It means that, the, and that was, which was birth, which, which we discussed this, it was birthed out of the Industrial Revolution from the, I think it was from the Victorian era, as we discussed, as the Industrials got more, as the Industrial Revolution became more wealthier, the industrial people became more wealthier, the manufacturers, the middle class are growing up. Then they had to start doing outdoing themselves and get the latest and greatest. So it's always been there. FOMO's not just new. That's how they package things. It's always been here. The difference now is now they have a cute term package called FOMO, fear of missing out. It's just keeping up with the Joneses and other other idioms that I, I, I want to say. But right now is even much more prevalent because of social media. Because if you look at some of these social media um, um, channels, especially Instagram, everyone seemed like they're having a great time, generally speaking. Everyone got the most baddest, the, the fattest clothes and everything looks just a perfect background. So everyone thinks everyone's rich. Everyone's having fun. Look at the car they drive. Look at the gold medallion around their neck. Look, look at her shoes. Look at his hair. Look at her hair. Look at where, where they at. Look at the vacation they're at. You see, that whole thing is built on it's a fuel where people are fueling missing out and let them do them. This message is not against people who, who want to be FOMO. It's not about that. People should be the best FOMO ever. Be the best. I'm talking about my brothers who claim they love the most high. You gotta be sober, bro. You gotta be you have to be fearless in your thinking, your thoughts. Not just talk about or text about or write about it. Your actions must back up your thoughts. 
And I look at people's behavior, and that behavior is really the way you think. That's why today's broadcast is entitled Thoughts and Behavior, or excuse me, Fearless Thoughts and Behavior in a World of FOMO. We live in a world of FOMO, and every day many of you swim with FOMO people. The society is built on it. The culture is built on it. It's a value system. you got to have your hair this way. you got to speak this. Let the Father make you unique. It says, he, it says in the scriptures that his children, his sons, his daughters, they're peculiar, which means they're unique. They're not clones. They're individuals. So I hope I gave some background there on what FOMO is um, and the definition of what it is. Um, well, I'll dig down more, but I'm going to come to um, – uh, Barbara, come to you in a sec. DL, Brother DL, welcome to Cry and Call for Open Forum with the Brothers, Fearless Thoughts and Behavior in a World of FOMO. Welcome, bro. Thank you for your patience as well. Shalom. Oh, bro, no problem. No problem. I was um... – you know, enjoying the opening um, uh, soliloquy, as our brother Dawid puts it. And shalom to my brother Dawid in his op- absence. Bro, um, beautiful opening words. Uh, this culture, this world, um, it, it's put here to entice us. And, um, you know, it plays on uh, that self-love and that pride so that um, – you know, basically, uh, you're always in competition with somebody. Uh, you know, you're in competition about the car you drive. You're in competition about uh, how your woman looks. Uh, you know, you're in competition with the size of your house or, you know, your children and this, that, and the other. And, um, bruh, that's a part of the culture. And, I mean, it's really a sickness um, amongst the Hebrew people the Negroes here, because we're behind enemy lines. I mean, bro, we <laughs> we don't build equity. We don't. We are poor people, comparatively. Uh, you know, these folks that live out here uh, in these trailer parks really have more accumulated wealth than somebody that's a um, you know that's got a good job down there in the city. Why? Because they own things. You know, they it might not look like much. But they're in ownership position. So when you talk about this thing where we feel it's necessary uh, to have Air Jordans, uh, you know, to wear uh, certain jeans and, uh, you know, and look a certain way, uh, that's madness on our part, bro. It's complete madness. So this um, fear of missing out, um, there's such a danger at this time. You know, I have a cousin of mine that still posts on my uh, Facebook page about getting your credit together. You know, you got to get your credit together and, you you know, you got to be in a position where, you know, you can go and, um, you know, get these loans and all this sort of stuff. And it's like I look at that and it's like, you know, what are you even thinking? You know, are you even looking at the fact that this banking system, you know, is teetering? I mean, basically what I'm trying to say is that for the Israelite here to lie to themselves about where they are, about their financial standing, um, about um, this idea that you need to wear the best and you need to drive the best and bruh, I mean, and go into debt over that. 
um, that's a part of the madness. That's a part of the curse. And, I mean, if you look at it, their banking system is going um, is going to crash. And I'm wondering, you know, especially if they are opening up uh, new credit avenues to Israelites, like what my cousin says, um, how many people are going to be put into debt um, and still owe that debt when the dollar goes away and, you know, they're never going to be able to pay it back. So it, that's just one thing. Um, there's sin out here that, um, you know, if you're still susceptible to it, you sit and you look at it and you feel like you're missing out because it's the wild, wild west out here. Um, anything goes right now. And the way that the, um, you know, the financial system affects that is there are people out there that are willing to do things that, you know, a couple of generations ago, they weren't willing to do. Uh, young women want sugar daddies now. Uh, you put you put out a video about how people are paying off their college debt. Bruh, it, right now, if you are open to any of these things that are going on out here in the world, uh, bruh, you pretty much dog meat because of the fact that it's so easy to get. It's so abundant. And people talk about how, um, you know, the news came around about how they shut down a website called Backpage. Backpage was notorious for women selling their bodies. I mean, bro, they, they say it was trafficking, and it probably was a part of that. But basically, it was full of women that had the part-time thing of selling their bodies on the weekend. So, bro, it was thick with these, quote-unquote, opportunities to do these things um, that, you know, again, if you're open to it, it's all out there. So if you live in this fear that you won't satisfy what your flesh is asking for, if you live with this fear of living in a way uh, that people might look at you and, you know, think certain thoughts about you, if you live in this, in this, in this thought pattern where um, you're chasing these things that are in the earth, then you are a victim to this living with FOMO, with FOMO. And that is an enticement that Satan's put out here in this earth where, you know, he's dangling all these things in front of you, just like he did um, our Messiah, you know, when he first um, received the Holy Spirit and came up out of that water. Um, he put all of those things in front of him. And all of those things um, are in front of us right now. And we're again, you know, I know people probably get tired of hearing this. We're being proved. We're on a proving ground. We are being proved to find out where our hearts actually are, what we actually love. Are there still idols on the inside of us that Satan can put in front of us uh, to cause us to turn our back on the Father? And how do you turn the back on the Father? You go out and you sin. You break the commandments. You know, so... I think this is a great topic. Um, you know, it's another opportunity for us to self-examine. Um, are you living in, a, in the fear of missing out? You know, you make a certain amount of money. Uh, you could go back into the city and buy a house, you know, buy a car, buy clothes, do all the things that 
folks are not doing because the income level, the average is going down, right? So you might look good to banks. Are you going to do that? You know, do you still, um, have you not really COFOOT? Have you really not come out? And it's going to get more and more intense as we walk forward. And, bro, to your example earlier, and I don't think people really want to think about this. I mean, I don't sit up and think about it. It's not anything that I want. But I know that we are coming to a day when the way that I teach my children, uh, well, that's already in question. But they're going to come. They're going to they're gonna look at California. They're taking the scriptures out of the schools. If you look further, you'll find out that they are all over homeschoolers. Uh, if you look at the interview questions that they're asking now, do you engage in agriculture? Uh, are you a person that moves around to engage in agriculture? You know that that's partially immigration, but they also want to know, are you a person that's trying to be self-sufficient? And they're going through your children to get those things. Bro, it's coming. There's going to be a time when, you know, you're going to get that knock on the door. And at that time, when you get it, who are you? (laughs) What's inside of you? Because it's definitely going to come out when you are confronted like that. When, you know, it comes down to a choice of, okay, uh, either you're going to be this way or we're going to punish you. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to do these. We're going to do something to you. And bruh, I'm telling you, it's out there. Um, and I've already seen it. I already know. And it's just going to get worse. So bro, again, um, you know, I, I like the, the topic we're going to be going over today. Um, you know, I wish my brother Dawid was here, but I know, um, you know, my brother's got business to handle. So, um, but I'm looking forward to the discussion um, as it unfolds. So, I'm on mute. And and I, I want Barbara bring you on the sexist DL. I'm thinking about this as well. Do you remember when um, when our Messiah Yahushua when when religious people came for him, those who were shouting and, and reading quoting scripture? When they came for him, notice how Peter uh, took a sword or took a weapon and was trying to cut the, he cut the ear off of one of the, the guys. And what, what did our Messiah do? He said, don't, don't do that. And he put the ear back on the guy. The guy, if I remember correctly, look it up. I'm pretty sure if I'm wrong, someone let me know. You know. Um, and, and, um, and notice how he said, and I believe he said this, this is uh, – with. It's not about, it's not, we're supposed to go through stuff. We're supposed to go through stuff. I'm not saying that our, our, our father's not coming back here with, with, with the host of heaven. As our father, he will, he will avenge. However, notice how the word, notice how the Messiah stopped Peter for trying to defend him. Now, I know that that pushes people's buttons. See, I believe that the father can easily defend me, and I don't have to lift a finger. So you know what? You don't want to do anything. All I'm saying is that while we have our testimony, while why the father's sons are speaking and, and moving about, no one can touch us. And if they do, they shall die in that same manner. So my desire is to see crazy stuff happen around me. What I call crazy, to see to prove the word. So DL. 
What do you say to those people? And I'm not the father needs to move upon people, but I'm just saying, in the culture that they want you to grab a gun, they want you to do certain things. So they, and if you know the father's with you, watch and see what will happen around his sons. DL, just speak to that. And Barbara, I'm open up your mic, Barbara. So then when DL's done, Barbara, just come on in. I'm open your mic, Barbara. DL, over to you. Just your thoughts, please. Well, if we look at, again, when we look at self-love, um, this idea that uh, you, are, you need to be gratified and satisfied at all times. If somebody does something wrong to you, uh, you know, you want justice. You know, and I mean, that word, you know, is it, worn out in this society. We want justice. And it is, again, it blinds you to the fact that you live in the land of your enemy. Uh, slavery never really ended. Um, and you are, uh, you, you're really not a citizen here. So that self-love and that 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 immediate you, you want that immediate gratification that's a trap so basically um in a situation where you've been wronged uh, as brother mike pointed out you know you want to get a gun you want to settle things i still have some of that inside of me now uh you know when people wrong me i immediately just want to uh, you know and just you know settle the thing but again i have to realize that is not why I'm here. That is not why I'm in this earth suit. That is not why this spirit is inside of here. I have, I've been given a walk and I have to witness things that are unpleasant. I have to witness things that make me cry, that make me mad, that make me just want to go out and burn an entire town down. All of this stuff, I have to witness it and I have to trust my father that he is going to use those experiences. When Revelation talks about uh, the prayers and the, the, the screams of his people being held up in a cup and then poured back onto this earth, that's every hurt, that's every wrongdoing, that's every single um, thing that this society and every person in this society um, that had a part in it at any level. So when CPS came into my house, uh, that's the people that came into my house. That's the people that helped them. That's the people um, that, that run the agency. That's the people that provide the funding. That's the people in Congress that allow that type of a system to exist here in Mystery Babylon where they um, – where they, they basically profit off of trying to tear your family apart and victimizing your children. So that perspective is what our Messiah saw when Peter was constantly trying to, to dissuade him from going forward in what it is that the Father gave him to do. That perspective of why he was there and what his mission was um, is what he was trying to get across to Peter. And eventually, he did get it across to him, um, you know, that there's a much bigger picture here. And he called Peter a devil at one time. He said, look, Satan, get behind me when he said, um, you know, uh, well, this is not going to happen. I mean, when he put his foot down and said, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to lose you. It's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no. You are looking at this flesh, and out of your apparent love for me, you want me to be comfortable here on a proving ground where our Father is gathering 
all of this, this, this um, information, this intelligence, so that this society could be judged. So that's how I look at things, man. That's how I look at, um, you know, the time that I had to spend away from my family. Uh, that's how I look at um, all of this trouble that these quote-unquote teachers caused in my house. That's how I look at all of these folks that um, came in and just tried to teach my children some of the most reprobate, disgusting things. So, bro, that's the perspective I believe our, our Messiah had was just um, his dedication and his knowledge of what it was that was truly going on. We're not supposed to be comfortable here. We are supposed to be here witnessing. And then our testimony is going to be downloaded out of us, just like you would download uh, something off of a memory stick, and it's going to be evaluated. And every single entity, person, uh, demon is going to have to be is going to be judged for their part in every single thing. I mean, even cutting you off in traffic, all of it. Is going to be downloaded, and our Father's going to uh, swirl that around in that cup, and that wrath is going to be poured back down on this earth. So, uh, perspective, bro, we have to keep it. So, I, I guess I, I'm hoping I got that, bro. I'm going to go on ahead and go on mute. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Uh, real quick, I'll give an announcement as far as what's going on with Kofa. And Yaya Bandele LLC, uh, Kofa Broadcast, come on every Sunday uh, at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And this is the Open Forum with the Brothers, which is taking place right now. This is every Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And then we also have a Yaya Bandele LLC training, which is called The Other Side of Chastisement. This is a, uh, a training via WebEx. The link is sent out to those who are registered, and it's four times a month where we can see the visuals on the screen. And it's, it's Michael. Michael gives a presentation, and you can see the visuals on the screen and listen through your um, computer. Uh, if anyone has any questions regarding the broadcast or the Yaya Banale LLC training, you can always email me at kofaadministration at kofa.com. Once again, my email address is kofa. I'm sorry, excuse me, Kofa Administration at Kofa.com. Now, this broadcast is, is it goes all throughout the world, which is different time zones. And so a lot of people listen to, to this broadcast via uh, recording. And if that's the case and you have a question or a comment for the brothers, you can email them at Kofa at Kofa.com. Once again, the email address is Kofa, C-O-F-A-H at Kofa.com. But for those of you that are listening to this broadcast live and you have a question or a comment for the brothers, you can eat, you can um, press 1 on your dial pad. Around the 2.33 o'clock Eastern time hour, Michael will let you all know when the um, the lines are open. When he says it, press 1 real quick because it's only open for a short period of time. But that's your time to communicate and question and, and um, speak with the brothers if you have a question. That's, please excuse my voice. I'm having issues with allergies and sinuses right now. But um, that's all I have, and it's on to you, my dear brothers. Shalom. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, sis. Sis, do you have any comments or questions on the fearless part or FOMO or anything you want to add or share? I, I don't right now. I have to go take some medicine. No, I don't right now. My apologies. No, no, I'm trying fine. To, 
No, I was, I was I was listening and then all of a sudden I started my I started having little issues, so okay. I don't have it right now. Okay. Okay, so I'm looking you. forward to listening to the broadcast. Okay. Okay, so I'll put you on mute. Feel better. I know that one. Thank Problems you. kicking here as well. <clears throat> oh, it's not bad here. Uh, it's passing us. I don't know what it is, but my my eyes are getting swollen and my throat is doing something funny. It's pollen. It's probably not bad, but it's that's still something still irritating. Still, it's still pollen. Still here, yeah, probably something. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're All right, shalom. shalom, everyone. <clears throat> and I and I want to um, read Acts seventh chapter, or just hi- highlight Acts seven. And um, this is the bit with Stephen addresses the Sanhedrin. And um, for those, uh, so I, I don't want to read all of it, but I just want to just read highlights of it. Okay, so Acts the seventh chapter. This is when Steph, Stephen or Stephon addresses the Sanhedrin. So now you have a um, a regular guy, a regular Hebrew guy. And by regular, I mean he's not he he he's not some priest. He's not he's just the father's son. That's it. And he's speaking to this these entities, a culture that sits in people. Okay. So here you have Stephen, who's fearless. He's fearless. He's just one guy. One guy. That's it. For what how I read this. And then you have all these religious people who quote scripture, who who making all the religious noises. They have the, the religious garbs on. I'm pretty sure they got some worship music somewhere going on in the background. I don't know. And just watch how Stephen, who's fearless, speaks to these people who's swimming all in FOMO. See, because when you have someone who's fearless, and, and the way that you know you're fearless is that you're doing what you're instructed to do when you don't want to do it, but you're still doing it. You're doing as you are told. That's fearless. You're doing what you're told, and you're joyful about it. You're doing what you're told, and people are seeing results. And rather than them say, wow, bruh, I've never met anyone who lived in a foreign land and, li- and done, lived like this, and then your employer, your employer fired you, and I still see you, you're still kicking it. You see, but yet you get the other religious term. You're like, okay, something's wrong. So here you have a single guy, and then you have the, the, San, the Sanhedrin. And notice how the father will move with his sons. This is an energy. This is a spectrum of light. This is a decibel that just will come out of his sons, that spirit, that, that thermodynamic energy that's in the father's sons, in his people, will come out. And you don't have to give thought. You don't have to quote. You just start speaking. And it's natural because you're being directed. You don't have to give thought to what you gotta say. I didn't have the subject I didn't have the name of the uh, broadcast of three minutes before. I had an idea. I, I, I knew nothing. Matter of fact, I'm tired. I've been out all night or I've been out up mountains and sleeping on a couch, fall asleep on the couch and, and came back on the bus and now washing my clothes and drying them out and laying on the couch trying to read all these books that I have to read and just thinking about transitions. Oh, I got, well, I got open forum. And I'm thinking to myself, how much longer do I have to do open forum, Father? You know, until I tell you to stop. Like, okay. How am I going to do open forum and do this other stuff? You know, and those are just questions that I, I ask. But my desire is to be fearless. 
and the walk, regardless of the Sanhedrin spirits in people, that, that religious thing that pops out in people where they can't be honest and true. So you can tell when someone is religious because they can't be sober. They can't, they can't share their heart. Even if it's just one-on-one conversations, they can't because they are bound by something. So this is the Sanhedrin. Act 7. I don't believe I'll read all of it, but here we go. Then said the high priest, as these things so. And he said, men, brethren, and fathers, heathens. <laughs> hearken, sorry. He said, and he said, men, brethren, fathers, and fathers, hearken. The Yahweh of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Charmin. So now, or Haran. Now, you see how he starts, he, he speaks facts. These are facts. He's speaking to religious people. He's not hollering, shouting. He's not trying to tell people to make noises intelligently and, more importantly, in sobriety. He's giving facts and timelines and locations, and he's building a scenario against them. But again, Stephen, Stephon is just a vessel. So you see, you see verse 2. He talks about a timeline. Then you read in verse 3, and he said unto thee, Get out of thy country and thy kindred, and come into the land which I shall show thee. So now you hear a voice speaking to Abram. Tell him to leave. That's that voice. Just one voice. And if you keep on reading, it says, Then came he out of the land of the Shardin, and dwelt in Sharon, and from there, where his father was dead, he removed him into his land where you dwell now. Where where you now dwell, so boom, he took something that was in the, that was in the past. He 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 built it around just talk, just speaking about just the facts, the locations, timelines, and people, the key characters, and then boom, brought to the present at that time the present. So now, he's talking present, and he gave verse five, and he gave him none inheritance. In it, no, not so much as to his, his feet on it. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for, for possession, to his seed after him. When he was yet had no no child, then it's the promise. The father made a promise to Abraham by his seed. The father's. We live in a seed-based ecosystem. It is not an egg-based ecosystem. It's a seed-based ecosystem in which the father set this thing up, where it's based on the seed. That that seed came from him. He spoke to that seed. Spoke to the seed. And that seed has something in it as written intelligence, as a blueprint. So this seed will do what it's told to do. It cannot be deviated from. It doesn't want to be deviated from. And that's what he's saying here. Verse 6 reads, And Yahweh spoke unto this, that his seed shall sojourn in a strange land. They shall bring them to bondage and entreat them 400 years. I'm going to stop there. But I want you to read. All he is doing is stating history. You can see he's stating history, facts, and present. We're still here, brothers and sisters. This is still going on. That's what we do at COFA. That's all that we do here at the network. Listen to the brothers. Listen to the brothers who have been consistent. You hear their voice. My desire is to be as straightforward as possible. My desire is that Michael don't get in the way that I can speak to you clear, concise, that you can research on your own. Because 
I do believe in, a, in our, our father's principle. I believe that Brother D.L. talked about the laws of thermodynamics. Brother D.L. introduced that to me. I never heard the laws of thermodynamics because I'm from the business community. And I believe in the law of thermodynamics. You need to look it up if you don't know what I'm referring to. But in a nutshell, I'm saying I believe that this entity, this energy that is speaking to you, will have to report back to some entity, regardless of what. And this energy that's speaking to you cannot be destroyed. This energy that you hear cannot be destroyed. And it will go back. It will transform. Those are just basic laws and that the scientist says here. So I want to do as I'm instructed. I want to be a good son. And no one will get in my way. I will ask for destruction. I will. I don't care who it is. Because I know in that I've been put here to pour into the Father's sons. And my earth suit gets in the way because it does other stupid, crazy stuff. But that is the thorn in my flesh. And that keeps me on my knees before our Father. It keeps me humbled and meek. So, we are to live out what the Father's called us to be in a fearless way. We can look at Stefan or Stephen or whichever way you want to pronounce it. He was fearless. It was just one man on how I read this, speaking to these religious people who are so religious. I just can't take us. I, I can't take the Hebrews. I can't. I can't take them because they, they can't be truthful. There's no truth in them. And now you read, read down here. They had nothing to say. They had nothing to say to him until the very end. One second. And then in verse 54, so Acts 7, 54, he said, And when they heard these things, they were cut to their heart, and they gashed on him with their teeth. Did he say anything wrong? No. Did he insult them? By that I mean, did he call them out of their name? He was using facts and figures. If you look, if you look up further here, You'll see in verse, verse, verse 49 where the father clearly talked about space. He clearly talked about space or the expanse or heaven. Acts seven forty-nine it says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, says the Most High, or what is the place of my rest? The father just wants to rest with his, with, with his creation, with his image. So we see our father adores man, particularly the children of Israel, those who do as they're told. You can see it. He adores his creation, and he wants his creation to come back to him via the image, via the seed of Israel, as he promised. You can see that he loves. He loves. And he, he, he's telling us, space, the expanse. That's my throne. That's why the world, and look, everyone's trying to get to space. Everyone wants to go to deep space. If you read further down, verse 50 says, has not my hand made all these things? Then he goes on, verse 51, ye stiff neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the father's set apart spirit as your fathers did, so now do you. You see, it's in them, brothers and sisters. These were, 
I'm, I'm being honest with you. Please, please hear me. Fearless people, fearless sons, will do as the Father instructs them to do, even when they'll be murdered, even when they'll be called um, outside of their name, even when laws are passed against them. They'll still be fearless. If anything, it gives them more strength. They'll feed off of what's around them. Their flesh doesn't want to be hurt, but that spectrum of light that's in them, that rests within within them, that decibel, will feed on the religious stiff neck. The more chandelas they shout, the more stronger that spectrum of light gets inside because the Father's energy will destroy those people. And by those people, I'm referring to the entity that lives with inside those vessels. So when you see him speaking truth from Acts 7, as I read, all the way down now at verse 51, he says, he stiff neck and I'm circumcised in heart and ears. You see, he wants your heart. Religious people want to fake it. They're, not, they're full of fear. These people are full of fear. What's feeding? Why are they fearful? Why would they get mad at him? Why would they why would they want to destroy him? Why couldn't they just walk away? Why do they want so brother it's coming here. Please hear me. The stiff neck people who are still here, they they will want to destroy, brother. Watch. DL, stop me if I'm saying something out of out of order. Right now, the Father is giving us opportunities for us to get our thoughts in order, my brothers. He's given us for us to get our thoughts in order. Your identity is your character, it's your thoughts. The more I see people who quote scripture, the more I realize they could have Sanhedrin thing going in them. Bruh, over to you, DL. Please. Well, bruh, I would I would have stopped you, but you know, you're right on point. And um, you know, I don't know that people really think of um, you know, what this actually is, um, in the spirit versus in the flesh. And I know I probably sounded like a goofball uh, a couple of weeks back when I talked about this thing that's on the inside of you that is really, you know, what, you know, the Gentiles try to do is express it in the flesh where they've got these super beings and these these ninjas and these samurais and, you know, they just do all of these incredible things with their flesh. And in the spirit, bruh, that's what happens when you wield a sword, when you hold to the truth. People, I mean, it, it says it right here um, in, in Acts uh, 7.54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Look, that is the use of that sword. And that's, look, that's violence up in this ether with all of these demons that are hanging around here. That's light that they can't look at. That is literally like getting stabbed through the heart when someone holds to the Father's truth and makes them have to listen to it. And I mean, when they put him in a position where he should fear, where he should grovel before them, it, Brother Yahya would say, you can only make a slave out of a man that fears death. So they put him in a position. Uh, they, they, you know, he knew that they had the power to kill him. 
they had the power to lock him up. They had a power to put him under some sort of consequences. But what he did is he pulled out his sword and he walked them through. I mean, it was just like uh, driving a sword through their hearts to have to hear the truth about who they actually were, what they actually did, and that they've done it since the beginning. That those spirits that are hiding in, in them that chased the prophets around were the same ones that hung our brother Messiah on the tree. You are those people. You have done the same thing. You have 400 more years um, left in judgment because you're stiff-necked and you murdered the Messiah. Look, when that kind of truth is laid out before people, and we've all seen it, when we've embraced this truth, people change. Uh, people that stood as quote-unquote godparents to your children uh, got really strange when the truth and that light starts coming out of you. Uh, people that are in your own bloodline, oh, I just don't know you. I just don't recognize you. Look, that is the light of the Father. Um, beginning to, to overrun what can be expressed in this flesh. And the first thing that people do is they, they fear it. Why? Because how you live doesn't validate how they live. How they raised you does not validate uh, by your life that they raised you right. And it is a choice that they have to make at that point of either repenting and changing, which you see very few do, um, or bucking against it, saying that you're lying, uh, saying that somehow, you know, how do, how do you know this truth? Um, you know, how do you, a uh, person that looks like me, uh, you know, same bloodline as me, uh, how do you, how, where do you get off uh, saying that the church is wicked? You know, and I mean, this is the same spirit. It's the same spirit, and it is a result of them being exposed. And when that happens, um, you get a very violent reaction. That's not just going to be happening in our houses and in our um, families anymore. It's going to be, this world is going to become so reprobate that if you go in and you, you tell, and someone tells you you're cisgender and you tell them, no, I'm not, I'm not a part of that conversation. That is you trying to, trying to um, normalize the fact that you've chosen to be transgender. You were not born that way. That was a choice that you made. Uh, well, wait a minute. No, no, this, no, you don't understand. There were demons from before the time that you were born that were waiting there, that jumped into you, that pulled you towards a certain type of attraction. There were demons that were sitting there waiting for me that told me that I needed to be a womanizer. The father didn't make a mistake. That is going to be hate speech. That is going to be, that's going to be a jailable offense. And when you hold to that and when you speak that, you're going to get exactly what Stephen got. I mean, I used to make jokes about how, um, you know, if you remember in the news, uh, you know, these, um, these homosexual people uh, would go in and they would, you know, get in these uh, cake makers' faces, and they would want uh, preachers to come and speak at their weddings. I always told my wife I would go. They wouldn't probably not um, enjoy what I had to say. 
but I would go and I would speak on what it was that they were actually doing. If they made me go, if they, you know, came in and said, um, you know, because you have a quote-unquote ministry license and all of that, we're going to sue you if you don't come and speak, go speak. Be fearless. Tell the truth. So, bro, what Stephen got here is a warning sign for us. You've seen it. If you've held to this truth, you've seen it. The scope is going to go up. It's going to be the school. It's going to be the hospital. It's going to be your job. It's going to be your local councilman. It's going to be the the government, the people that you deal with, the police. It's going to be all these folks that are going to try to make Babylon's law um, normal and truthful. They want you to accept their truth. That's why um, it can't be a situation where people that have these mindsets just go on over there and do what they need to do. They need to be over here. They need you to conform to them. And see, that spiritual violence is nothing more than simply what you read here in Acts 7, um, knowing the truth, speaking the truth, and not being fearful of what's going to happen to your flesh when you do it. So, bro... Yeah, again, um, you know, this citation um, in the scripture, I think, is is perfect. And the description here, uh, when they heard these things, when they heard the truth, when they heard that those demons that had been passed down were exposed, it's like, I, I can see you. You're not hiding. You're not hiding behind your title at the Sanhedrin and all the robes and all this stuff. I can see you. You're the same demons that persecuted uh, Ezekiel and Isaiah and all of them straight down through um, our Messiah. They were cut to their heart. That's the sword, baby. That's, 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 that's how that goes. So I'm on mute, bro. And, and bruh, I've never seen a movie. They've always had body snatcher movies or movies where entities, light-based beings or entities, will will jump in people when they're when they're when they're older. But I've never seen a movie ever where you see an entity go into a mother's um, belly or or as the as the as the as they call the fetus or the life form or the baby's developing, see this entity attach itself to the baby. Or, or even as the baby's being born, I've never seen a movie like this or read a book about it, as the baby's coming out of the mom's womb, then see an entity, a light-based being, because we know light cannot, be, light cannot be destroyed. It cannot. Energy cannot be destroyed. It, it, it's, it's here. It's a different spectrum, a different reality, a different place and time, but it can come in and out. It can phase in and out. They have never showed that. And what D.L. was talking about, Brother D.L. was talking about, how entities enter into beings. Young beings, young baby, it happens. Now, when you say stuff like this, that doesn't happen. But you, oh, come on. See, we are in a world where they compartmentalize. The laws of thermodynamics tell you the energy cannot be destroyed. So where does it go? Well, it just goes away. No, no, no. You can't quote the laws of thermodynamics over here in one of your universities, and then over here another university say that we just go away. No, that energy is still around. It transforms. The body transforms back to dust, the DNA, and that entity that was powering that earth suit, because there are 11 physical systems in an earth suit, 
11. There's 11 of them. Maybe not all 11 work properly, but the 11. And that 12th energy source is that light, is that spirit. And these vessels can hold, they're not designed to this, but these vessels, these vessels can hold multiple light-based beings. So what D.L. was talking about, how people are moved to be a womanizer, moved to be same-sex attraction, moved to be whatever fallen um, works of the flesh it is, that is true. And things are passed down. They even tell you that in science. Things are passed down. Now, how is that hate speech? It's not hate speech. This is, uh, it's science. No, it's not science. Okay, it's not science. But I'm, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, when you speak the truth to people, you're not hollering, shouting. You're not, no, you speak truth. You're just speaking. There's no music in the background. There's no one making noises. You're just speaking directly from your heart, and they are listening. And it's exactly how they will respond, as, as Brother D.L. broke it down. And Acts 7, verse 54, as he spoke truth, and Brother D.L. said, and when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gashed on him with his teeth. But check this out. He wasn't rebuking them like we were told in Christianity. We need to realize a lot of stuff. Many of us came from the church or from Islam or from wherever we came from. We're from a Christian, a Christian culture, even if you never, you never went to church. And we got that weird rebuke thing going on. I, I, you, you look. Look around. There's something that right. Look what Stephen did. But he, verse 55, 8, I mean, Acts 7, 55, but he being filled of a set-apart energy, says the Holy Spirit, looked up steadfast into the heavens. No, as they're, as they're jumping on him, as they're actually physically attacking him, he sees something completely different and saw the glory, which means the wonder, the, the height of technology, the height of love, the height of everything. And he saw the Messiah, the Word, standing on the right hand of the Most High. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens, plural. So these are other dimensions. These are dimensions, brothers and sisters. These are dimensions. These are realms of reality. Opened. Not opening, but they were opened. That's what he saw. And the Son of Man standing on the right side. Then they cried out with a voice, and they stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. See, this is a culture. You have two cultures here. Verse 57, you have two cultures. One culture is a fearless culture, and it's that, that's in Stephen or, or Stephen, okay? And then you have the religious people, the Sanhedrin or whatever it is. And those entity beings, those light-based beings have been around for a while. And you can tell because, look, they stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. That means they had one mission. To stop, they couldn't hear it. They, and so when you see people who have physical ailments, well, I can't talk to you. They're like, well, what happened? I can't talk to you. Like, well, what, what, explain. Or you see them acting as one. See, that's not the Father's, that's fear. That's fear. That's anxiety. That's fear. And when they see fearlessness, they got to destroy it. But I'm telling you right now, some of us have a different level of, of tolerance. And and while people are giving is their testimony, while people are are, are are teaching in their schools, and while people are moving about the planet, um, speaking truth to power without quoting, but talking about the word, other some of us have short tolerances where they will ask for things to happen against 
certain entities. So, because this is our time. This is the Father's time for him to move with his sons. And so when I read this right here and when Stephen says, when he says um, that, and then they have one voice and they come at him, brothers and sisters, we live in a FOMO world. We live in a sea of FOMO, fear all around us. And many of you still deal with that thought. Oh, what this happened? Oh, my gosh. What the? My brothers, I can't talk about the sisters. Uh-uh. I'm talking about the brothers. Get it together. I'm talking me too, y'all. Get it together. Get it together. And by that I mean you better listen to one voice. You know what the truth is. Don't listen to those other voices around you. Don't listen to her. Don't listen to him. Listen to that voice. Because when you walk fearlessly, people will show you who they really are. Be fearless. Being fearless means that you are courageous. You're loyal. You can speak in sobriety. You're emotionally sober. You're psychologically sober, mentally, I'm referring to. You're able to articulate yourself. You can bring yourself across. Look how Stephen was speaking. You're always filled with the Father's spectrum of light. It goes on to say in Acts 7, 58, or I'll read 57. Then he cried out with a loud voice and and stopped their ears. Um, then they, sorry, then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. That's fear going, going against fearless. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And that's the next fearless one right there. Father, I love the father. Now, the scripture does not talk about how Saul, oh my gosh, I was part of Stephen being murdered. What's wrong with me? I'm so messed up. Father, Shandala, 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 take this away from me. I rebuke the spirit of, of, of intimidation that I helped kill him. I've never read that anywhere. DL, have you read that? How, 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 how Saul or Paul was, was at that? Please, was he Shandalai? I don't know. Correct me. I could be wrong. Nope. Not one Shandala. He... Oh. Put on, he put on his uh, conviction for being a murderer, and he told them that I was, I'm the least of these that came through there. I've got the most work to do because of what I did. But he did oh. <laughs> No, none of that. I'm a pathetic I'm on mute. man. I'm, okay, I'm a pathetic man. I'm going to write these letters to how pathetic I am. And that I'm just <laughs> no, I'm the least of all. Then he, and then he started doing. He started doing, but the people didn't believe him. It took him 13 years for the, for the brothers to even come to him. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm going off a memory. Y'all look it up. So, verse 59 says, And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, and saying, oh, And they stoned Stephen, calling upon... The, what, the, oh, yeah, they stoned Stephen. Oh, okay, my bad. They stoned Stephen as he was calling upon the Most High, saying... Messiah, receive my spirit. Receive my energy. See, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, this is, also, this is better than science fiction. This is the best movie ever. It's the best. This, DL, I'm having a moment. This is the best movie ever. Can you imagine you're ready to die? And it's like, it's like you see this in the movies. It's like, take my energy right now. Because as it leaves the Earth suit, the Earth suit beat down. The, 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 the 11 systems are, are, can't function anymore. So if the 11 systems are not working in your Earth suit, then you got an ejection seat. Boom! There goes the light out immediately. Present before the Most High. That's how I see this thing. And then verse 60 says, 
And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, and Yahweh laid not his sins to their charge. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Oh, oh then he's then falling on his knees. I read another version, y'all, because King James irritates sometimes. Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Yahweh is going to hold this sin against them. Wow, see? They were... Saying this, he fell asleep. See, he didn't die. That's why I... I know I'm not going to die. I'm totally going to go sleep a little bit. But check this out right here. See this where it says, it says um, Yahweh or a father laid, laid not the sin against them. He wasn't holding bitterness. He wasn't holding that energy. I got a compartment. <clears throat> Y'all killed me. So I'm going to take this little, Y'all did this against me. And you just saw too. I saw you saw hold, hold the jacket. And then, they, then he, he pockets bitterness in his heart. Father, help me not pocket bitterness. I've seen, DL, I've seen people who pocket resentment and bitterness, and then they, and then and then they, they can't make the race. You got to deal with that stuff. That's why the father threw me. Father told me go talk to my my ex business partner. I'm hanging out with him on Tuesday. I got my energy is gonna be all for the father. I'm not holding no bitterness in my heart or no nothing. DL, please come and do shout time, my brother. Uh, bro, no, I mean you're, you're right on point, and um, you know that's a part of our trial is to to see things happen to people that you love and just want to take somebody's head off and you have to champion what you know what you what you know is the truth those people are witnesses too if they've if they've accepted uh this truth and they've accepted this walk they are witnesses too in the things that they walk through the things that i witnessed them walk through these are all things that our father um, you know, he, he's put us down here to see these things. And I mean, bro, when you think of slavery and when you think of all the horrible things that happened in everything, I mean, even the things that are going on today, um, you have to understand who you are, where you are, and why you're here. That is the only way to, to, for our Messiah to say, hold not these sins against them. And for Stephen, in, in the same spirit, to say, hold not these sins against them. Father, your will be done. Your will be done. This is all in your hands. And, bro, again, you know, people, you know, would think that, you know, uh, you know he's just saying something. He's just talking. No, 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 no. There have been tears that have been shed um, over, I mean, just recently, tears shed, wanting to really harm somebody and knowing that I have to give this to my father. I have to remain on the path of being a witness. I've seen this. This has hurt me, and I've wanted uh, to to go in my flesh and and to reap vengeance, but that's not, no, it's for the altar of souls is for me to make my case before the father, father, when, how long, um, father, will you not avenge our blood and our, our, our hurt and our, our, you know, all of these things that we've seen down here, um, you know, in this earth. Um, and you know, he says, look, go rest. So I have to remember that, bro. I have to keep that word in my heart and so do you and everyone else that's on this walk because it's going to get more stupid. Uh, they're going to get more stupid as it gets, um, you know, as this whole Trump spirit thing that he released and these, you know, these 
idiots go to acting up over here, uh, it's going to get more stupid. Uh, you know, you're going to hear the word nigga more. You're going to hear, you know, you're going to get those stares like you, uh, like you were saying earlier, this look of amazement. How dare you walk in here and pay for your groceries in cash and not have an EBT card so I can look down my nose at you. I mean, I see this. You go into Walmart and you buy your groceries, uh, you know, for a period of time. You got better meat than these white folks. Uh, you got better, uh, you, you know, you, all your stuff is organic, and they are praying at the at the top of their their uh, that voice in their head, I hope his card fails. And they have heart failure when you pull out some cash and pay for your groceries. Bro, this is real. This is real. And it's just going to get more stupid, and we're going to have to hold to our father just that much more uh, not to get drawn into this and just take a bat and just knock somebody's head off because it's going to get more and more stupid. So, bro, um, again, beautiful subject. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, bro, you think you're feeling this, man. Um, I can tell you it, it's going to be something that we see. And, again, if you're not ready and if that word is not in you and if you don't have your armor on, there's going to be so many opportunities for you just to go off. So I'm on mute. I love bro, 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 bro Dio said that. If you don't got the armor on, brother and sister, you can't be fearless. Because fear will, you are swimming every day in a sea of FOMO, fear of missing out, in a sea of fear. The whole world is built on fear. People do things to their bodies or they adorn their bodies or they adorn their homes out of fear. Not just a – look, I just I, – I want, I want the place to smell good. So I'm going to light this candle so it smells good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to – buy this one bike right now because I know it's, it's, I researched it and it'll last me a long time. And so I have minimum maintenance, maintenance on it. So I'm going to buy this one bike. I'm not saying that we shouldn't purchase or buy things. I'm saying when you have that fear factor, not only you and the father know, now I'm talking to my brothers, that armor on your thoughts, the way you think, you can't hold resentment against people. You cannot, and I listen to people, well, you said that to me, so I, I'm like, well, why are you holding, don't do that. You're letting that, you're, la- you're asking for fallen daisies to, to attach yourself to that. DL, and I'm, I'm, and I'm opening the lines up in a few moments, those have any comments or questions, who want to talk about character, or flawless thoughts and behavior in the world of, sea, of, of the sea of FOMO. Again, we are living in the world of FOMO, and we're swimming in a sea of FOMO, fear of missing out. The fear is all around us. So the guest caller number is 319-527-6070. Again, the guest caller line is 319-527-6070. And the subject matter is about character, of fearless, your thoughts, your behavior. You know. So, Dio, why is it that some people, and again, this is one where you can check yourself if you've if you got fear of FOMO and fear in you. There are some people who really can't articulate themselves well in general, so I'm not referring to that. But you let something bad happen. They are so – they speak so clear. They speak with the right tonation, the right inflections, everything. They're like an orator. What is that about, DL? What is that about? But yet when things are nice, they can't really speak very well. Over to you, bro. Well, bro, that's that's about focus. 
Um, that's about, um, you know, as you pointed out, the fear of missing out, the fear of, um, you know, a person perceiving them a certain way or having a certain thought about them, and they don't want them to have those thoughts. Uh, that's, and then what you notice is that when that fear is aroused, bruh, they get very, very focused. And I mean, you know, you think about someone that had my issue, rage, bruh, man, I, I'd be like Perry Ellis in a, in a, in a courtroom, you know, don't, ever asked me to run back a certain situation for you because I had a, when you got on my nerves, uh, I had a talent. It was like a Rolodex. I could go back in my memory and I could run it down for you point by point. You did this, 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 and this, and that's why I'm upset with you. So, bro, look, that's focus. That's, that's about um, holding on to um, a hurt are holding on to a reason or a pretext to have issue with somebody. And, you know, you got people um, that make their professional lives. You know, if you've ever had to deal with uh, someone in a courtroom, you would think that these attorneys were actually angry at you when they were doing their jobs. No, they are accessing uh, that focus. They're accessing, um, you know, that, that, you know, that, that, what they think is a gift of expression that comes with their rage and their 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 uh, that anger that's on the inside of them. So, bro, what you're really talking about when someone gets really articulate or uh, the very way that somebody speaks changes when pressure is on them or they're angry or they're aroused or they're horny or whatever, and they can you know all of that stuff just rolls off the tongue. See, that's focus, and that's a doorway, and that's a demon that's inside of them that's helping them out, that's giving them those words. See, when you do that, you open up doors. And you see, I mean, people, I mean, Brother Yaya will talk about how, um, you know, he's uh, laying his hands on people and releasing demons from people because really in truth, uh, people wanted the demons to hang out. People, and this is um, – you know, this is um, outlined in the scripture when uh, I believe there was a witch that could see, and they, there were people in power that made money off of the fact that she had this seer spirit, and um, the apostles sent that spirit away. Uh, she lost her valuable to them anymore. That's just how they leverage these Jezebel witches in these corporate offices, bruh. That's just how they, if they lose that bitchiness, if they lose that, um, you know, that neck-popping, uh, you know, indignation they have um, outside, you know, inside of the office, they're, they're not useful to them anymore. Um, you know, if they have a heart to, to, to do what, um, to be like an actual woman and do what a woman does, you see, they're not valuable to them. And, bruh, that talent, that sharpness of thought and that sharpness of um, expression it is no different than what they express when they tell you about the, the dark side of the force um, and all of these things that um, – you know, based upon your rage or your emotions or whatever, uh, you get really good at speaking or thinking or writing or expressing certain thoughts. 
man, it, so, bro, there's just so many uh, things that happen when you open doorways and what you witness when you see someone, um, their voice changes. How they've spoken to you is not how they speak to you when they, um, you know, when they're upset or pressured. You know, they start telling you about what they're going to do, um, and all the time, you know, they've been uh, receptive and wanting the guy, want guidance and this and that and the other, and then all of a sudden, boom, uh, a Jezebel witch jumps out, and it, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, that's a doorway, man, and that is because – uh, you know, you're not armored and you're not sealed off and you're an open vessel uh, for things to jump in. And people don't think that you hear that in their voice. And I remember, Brother Yahya would say, if you could only hear uh, how you sound when you speak right now, that's exactly what you're talking about when, um, you know, the voice changes and all of a sudden someone um, who wasn't, uh, articulate is also is now all of a sudden Barack Obama and can just orate anything. So that that's what you're talking about, man. You're talking about someone that has a doorway open, and um, you know a demon pops in there and gives them all of these words and these thoughts, and um, and it changes them, and they don't even realize it. So I'm on mute, bro. That's perfect. Thank you, bro. Brother and sisters, that's fear. We live in a world of fear. And when you see when someone holds on to think that's fear, we are told to be fearless, which means you give up those insecurities. You give that up. When someone says something about you, you don't like it, you would, Father, get this away from me. If there's stuff in you that you don't know that's in you, Father, start, on, start cut me open. Let me, let me see what's in my heart. My brothers, I'm talking to you because you'll be held responsible for this one. Not me. You're going to be held responsible. For those of you, my brothers, who claim that the Father, that you love the Yahweh, you love the Most High, those insecurities, those resentments, those things that people said something about you, it's your responsibility. Look at Stephen. Don't hold it against him. That's the same thing our Messiah said, because that's the word. That's the word. Hey, look, I don't want to hold no, no off against anyone, because I want to walk fearless. Cause the things I got to do, I got to do some I can do some things. That has never been done before. My brother Dion got to do some things that have never been done before. Brother Dawi got to do things that has not been done before. And all of the brothers who claim to love the Most High, you got to do some things that have never been done before. And you cannot do it if you have fear in you, which means one of the indicators, if you're not a good talker, if you don't speak really well, but let someone cut you the wrong way and you crystal clear, there's something there. That's something to cry out. Or if you're the other way around. I'm just saying, we live in a world of fear. Fear is encouraged. Fear is stoked. Fear is desired. And I'm saying that our Father wants us to be fearless. And if you're fearless, you are peculiar. You are the Father's son. Fearless people have peace in them. Once again, those that are fearless have peace peace and they'll and they'll always speak about and confess their faults one to another so that they may be healed you'll hear that and it may be an old record but that's what you will hear but those that are full with fear they cannot articulate themselves very well 
They have physical ailments of holding things in. And when they do speak well, it's a script. That was, that's been my experience in this body as a witness. I'm only speaking of things that I've witnessed, brothers and sisters, and I tell them myself. So once again, like Brother DL said, we are here to witness things. So when you hear DL and I speaking or Dawi and I speaking, we're, and, and, Dao, and Yaya did this all the time. Yaya always used life circumstances because we're witnessing things. I just can't believe it. I'm like, what? Are you telling me this has been a joke the whole time? What? You, but you said one thing, you're doing another. What? You're witnessing it, and you just can't believe it. You, you cannot believe it. So it's off me, brothers and sisters. This thing is off of me. You now know what it means, the fruit of the spirit and the fruits of the flesh. And we live in a world of fear, which is fruits of the flesh, all built on fear. Now, um, the phone lines are now closed. Phone lines are closed. See, character is something that the people, people don't want to talk about. They really don't. I, they'll, they'll say, this, I like to thank the Father for I could thank I'm, – I'm so sick of if people here, here, here thank the Father. How dare you say that? No, because it's like a recording. Why don't they say, look, my character sucks. I hold resentment in me, and I, I need the Father – I need to be held accountable for this. I don't hear men saying that. I don't hear brothers say I don't hear them. I don't, I don't hear it. I worship vagina. I worship dick. I worship. No, I don't hear that. How do you say dick? Yeah, I said dick. Say something. Please say something. Well, I, I, I think. See, brothers and sisters, here's the issue I have. No one says anything now. You wait until the entities pop out of people. Wait until things appear in people's room because all it's doing is spectrum of light. Wait until you see these demons, as Brother DL is talking about. I say spectrum of light, because I like that term, because it's science, science fiction for me. Wait until these shapeshifters, wait until they start phasing into our reality. Wait until that happens. Wait until you start seeing manifestations come over you. And when your eyes and your body experiences it, then the phone's blowing up. And that's when I'm going to walk fearless. That's when my brothers and I will walk fearless. We do as our Father instructs us to actually do. Now, for those that are new to the COFA Network, COFA Network is come out, stands for Come Out From Among Her. It is a network of Messianic believers who are called by Yahweh to warn the inhabitants of the earth of a great evil that has entered to the world. And see, COFA is based on Revelation 18.4. It's also based on just the mantra and the culture that our Father has had, telling his children those that he's that claim they're his children to come out from the culture, to come out from the culture of fear, come out from the culture of this world system, of her system, and to come unto him by hearing that one voice, hearing the voice of wisdom, hearing her, hearing the voice of understanding, hearing her. That's who the Father called us to, to be. And so the Kofa Network was started by Yaya Bondele, which was born Mark Elliott Copeland. Yaya Bondele was the founder and chairman of the Kofa Network. Again, come out from an, among her network. And he was the creator and writer and director of some of the best-selling documentaries, one of which was, which, which, which was on Amazon or is on Amazon. It's called Hebrew, the so-called Negro. He's also written and directed and created other uh, DVDs and documentaries as well, documentaries as well, one of which being The Man of Sin, one after the ten, and there's multiple others. So um, those that are new or not familiar with Kofa, it's a short-term it's a short-term ministry. Um, I understand that um, 
the subject matters at Kofa is probably not very um, popular um, because it deals with the things that Stephen was discussing, and is very matter of fact. And matter of fact, um, and and we do have a Kofa, we do have a Facebook page. However, I just post. I don't respond to it. I kept the same genre that Yaya has done. I think I saw a message a year ago, like over a year ago, someone was looking to bring her and her children out for camp or something. And I, I just saw this message just last week because there's an email site there. I'm thinking, a camp? So, again, I guess there are, there are – DL, please help me here, bro. I guess there are groups where there's camps where people come and they move about different camps. That's not COFA. COFA is about you getting, getting your character taken care of and, and you dealing with you. And this, this message goes out to the brothers who claim they have the Father's energy, the Father's spirit, because you will be called upon. You need to be fearless, not holding on grudges what someone said about you or, or think about you. You need to let that go and ask the Father to rule the super rule in your life. That's how he wants to roll with us. DL, um, bro, we're going to do closing comments, but um, I, got, I got a message about a camp or something, and I'm like, camp? And then the person, well, I tried to get a hold of you. Yeah, like, bro. But I never got no email, so I don't know. Over to you, over to you bro. That's a year ago. Yeah, but these, uh, this uh, Hebrew Israelite movement uh, is now, you know, it's broken out in denominations like uh, the Lord Church is now. Like you've got uh, Baptist, Pentecostal, this, that, and the other. Now you got oh. different camps, which is just another expression. A camp under under Hebrew Israelitism. Uh, some of them believe Esau's the white man, and they go out and they, you know, the abusers on the corner that beat up and have the white folks kissing oh. their shoes on. That's a camp. Uh, you've got camps in New York. You got rival camps in New York that are battling each other on the street and going over doctrine. What? Bro, all you've got is yes, yes, it's it's it, yeah. Yeah, if you go on YouTube and you put in the word oh. Hebrew Israelite, you will see oh, some of the God. craziest stuff, and that's what a camp oh. is. They're not even talking about getting tense and going out and getting away from society. Some of these camps are right in the middle of the city. A lot of these camps, man, one of the bigger ones is a 5013C uh, run by folks that are known police officers. Bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's like um, – the church just morphed into this thing where now uh, is we're the Hebrew Israelites. We hate white people. Esau's the white man. And, you know, you, you can just, just like going to the uh, store and picking out cereal. If you hate white folks, there's a camp for you. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. But that's what they talk about when they mention the word mm. camp. <laughs> it's a denomination. <laughs> I just want to talk about the principles of our father via his word and that we can deposit that into our very innermost being. That's all that he wants from mm-hmm. us so we can start doing, start loving, start executing his word, not being religious. So now yeah, people are see, more Brother to religion? Mike. They're more to religion? Yeah. I mean to church? Right. So if you 
what you just said, if you began to build a dogma around that, like, uh, you know, on Saturdays you need to celebrate the Sabbath and you definitely need to hold to the, um, you know, hold to the uh, Hebrew holidays. And I mean, you built definite things that are this dogma for doing what you said. We become a camp. And bruh, it's insane to, to see, especially we watched, um, what was that, The Birth of the Nation, about how uh, Nat Turner was a preacher before and how he went and he taught this low church doctrine. Knowing what we've come through in the low church to, to receive this truth and then go and do the exact same thing that happened in the low church is just Deuteronomy 28. It's just madness, bro. But you got camps that are violent. You got camps that, um, you know, that that hold to this Esau thing, and it's all dogmas that um, that are out here, and that's what constitutes a camp. Mm. You see, brother. See, uh, brother says that's sea of fear. I believe it's I I believe the sea of fear. I believe it. That's not about our Father wants to have character, His character, character built on honesty, trust, good reports, virtue. He but he you only have that if you're fearless. You can only have that if your thoughts are on Him. He wants you to be obedient, sons. That's all He wants. To do as you're instructed, to hear his voice. I I I felt bad. I I I I don't know what to say. I mean, I know Christ. I know I I know the children of Israel are highly religious. I've always known as I I know they were children of Israel. I said they were black people. They're always highly religious. I've known that, but I I it's a witness. Of, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless because it doesn't make sense. The scripture it clearly states and that you will worship. I mean, you you'll have no knowledge. You, you, it's not even based on knowledge. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's, oh, I don't know what to say, DL. I'm normally articulate. I'm not sure if I'm articulate right now, but I just don't understand that. I I, I just it, it. That's not even the word. I know that someone now doesn't speak with me because I don't celebrate the Sabbath or whatever, Sabbath, whatever. And then he asked me, well, don't you celebrate on your own? I'm like, every day is that. I celebrate every day. And then, I, I'm sorry, Dale, you're coming. I'm sorry, I'm almost done. And then, and then, and then he said to me, um, well, you know you're supposed to not touch, turn on the lights on certain days. And I'm, and I'm looking at him and, and, and even though I, I hung out with him and his family and we were doing that, I was but I wanted to be with him. The father told me to go hang out with him. So when he said to me, Why aren't you doing it? I said, I'm doing it to hang out with you. He thought that was he thought that was most ridiculous. So then when I said to him, I said, Well, the father says that our hearts are far from him, but we honor him with our lips. I said, So my desire is to do as I'm instructed, and I'm instructed to hang out with you. So I'm here for you, but not knowing I was here for the witness against him. He won't return my phone calls. His wife does, but he won't return my phone calls. Nothing. I'm like, wow. 
and I would hang out with him and the other. I, anyway, I don't want to say anymore. I was just, but yeah. And then he said something about me going to school, and that he didn't like that. That I was why you got to go to their school? I'm like, what? I'm like looking at him, but aren't you doing stuff? But I, I love the brother. I miss him. He's no more than he's. But I, I just. It saddens me. It saddens me because people separate themselves. I don't separate myself from people. They separate from the Father's word. DL over to you, bro. And then you can do closing comments, bro. Please answer all that because I'm I'm kind of in a quandary. I'm not sure if I am I just babbling. Over to you, bro. No, no, bro. I mean, you really um, you really see um, how deep. Um, this thing with this dogmas and uh, our father is very clearly broken out in the scripture that we lost all of what it was uh, to be under uh, Moshe's law. And Brother Yahya made it very clear that Moshe's law existed uh, to guide the people into not breaking the law, the Ten Commandments, and in, in living in the way that our father um, called us to live. So now uh, we're under Babylonian law, <laughs> which is completely opposite of the Father's law. And he said that he would strip all those things from us, and he would reestablish those things among his righteous. So people don't want to hear that. People want to be just um, in the earth uh, without, you know, and a lot of them, they're, they're not even messianic. A lot of them wear uh, these juice stars, don't, haven't even studied enough to know that that is not anything that ever flew over the land while our people were there. That's Khazarian. That's, that comes from Khazar. All they did, uh, Khazaria, all they did was change the color. It was a red star over Khazaria. It's a blue star over those fake Hebrews that are there now. And they, don't, they run around, uh, you know, beating up on people. With Kazarian stars all over. Where do you think you get the financing? How do you think you get a 5013C here in Babylon unless you're somehow supported for some strange reason through this government for what you're doing? So, bro, you know, it's a thing that is going, it's one of the traps. It's almost like panning for gold. You know, you fell out of this level. Uh, but then they got like five more levels for you to fall through before you can even get to the Father. And all of them are going to pull on what you just described here, this fear of missing out, this fear of being validated, this fear of being, uh, not being heard, uh, not being seen or appreciated because you found out that you're a Hebrew Israelite. And that's one thing um, that I evaluated uh, when coming here to Kofa is that it was balanced. It was, okay, we're the Hebrew Israelites, but these are our sins. This is what we did. You know, you don't have any right to be out here uh, abusing anybody. You're actually worse than a Gentile because you received the word. The Gentiles never got that. They don't have the breath inside of them. So all the bad that they did, unless you keep that perspective, we are worse than them. Because of the fact that we received the word and we did the exact same thing or worse 
than what they did. And people don't want to hear that. They don't want to accept that. That's more of that uh, Steven type of thing where, nigga, get away from me. You know, you ain't no, you, you ain't no real brew. Uh, you know, you don't, even, you don't even know the name. And you don't, it's just all of this stuff that if you let yourself get engaged in, you'll find yourself online arguing 24 and 7. There's plenty of fight out there in these folks over this dogma that we are not even supposed to be engaged in. Our hearts are supposed to be um, trained and given over to him and being trained for the days that are coming. That's our focus right now. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much what you see uh, with these denominations. They call them camps because it's cute. You know, there was a Yahuda camp and there was a, a Benjamin camp and there was all this other sort of stuff. So it's a cute little acronym that they put on denominations. That's all it is. So um, in closing, brothers and sisters, with all of this stuff out here, with all of these things that are pulling on us to engage, to take a side, to, you know, to support Obama over Trump or, uh, you know, to, to, to hate white folks and he's the, he saw the white man and all, his, all of these things, uh, to, to the very lust that's out here and all of this, this easy tale and all of this easy sex and all, all that we can do is fall into our Father's hands. This is a familiar scripture. Love righteousness. Love what you know is righteous. Fall in love with it. Because love with anything else in this earth, it's going to be rendered out of us. It's going to come up. And, you know, we switch the chapter. Um, and things are going to go up now, and you're going to have all types of opportunities to, de- to uh, worship that secret idol that you're keeping. And the only way, the only way um, to not, to, you know, to be able to let that stuff go and truly repent is to fall in love with our Father. Love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth. Think of the Most High with a good heart. And in simplicity of heart, not trying to, uh, you know, get all of this, you know, statute and all this stuff about um, validating your sins and your hatreds and all that stuff. In simplicity of heart, seek him, for he will be found of those that tempt him not, and showeth himself unto such as do not distrust him. You cannot... Um, be a part of a world, uh, a formal world, and trust the Father. You can't. It's just not possible. You have to trust him through everything uh, that you see in this earth, everything that happens. You have to trust him. So, brothers and sisters, you know, that's, that's, that's all I got. Um, you know, my shalom to our brother Dawid and his absence. I miss you, bro. And, um, you know, I love you all. So, um, you know, take to heart these, um, these, these topics and these discussions because they are an opportunity to look at yourself and to see if any of this stuff still exists. It's an opportunity for me to look at myself and see if there's still a desire, uh, you know, to chop somebody's head off that, that, that did something wrong to my wife. So, look, it's real. It's just going to get more stupid, uh, and you really have to hold on to this word. So I'm on mute, bro. Um, My shalom to you, brother Mike. Love you, man.
Brother hey, DL's out. Brother DL, you got a sec? I want to just call you afterwards. We got a quick sec. Um, I'm sorry. Say that again, bro. I just want to call you after the broadcast. We got a quick sec. I was too lazy to oh. text you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here, man. Okay, I'll give you a quick. I'll give you a call. Thank you, bro. All I love shalom, you, too, DL. Bro. I love you, bro. Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm really glad that I had the opportunity of visiting North America and visiting many of you. And I tried to see as many as I could those who were in relationships, those who reached out, those who um, um, I've been in contact with for the last several years. And and I know I wasn't able to see everyone. However, I, I made every attempt to see everyone and give everyone a heads up that I was coming. And, and again, I'm mean, those that I'm in relationship with, those that we, we open up our hearts to each other. And, you know, there's no fear between us. You know, there's, it's just us walking out our lives. And brother and sister, it's weird being a witness. And that's what we're pretty much saying. The best way to be a witness is to be fearless. Brothers, if you want to see how things really are, if you want to do what the Father really called you to do, be fearless. Be a son. Don't worry about being anything else. Don't worry about, don't worry about being a husband. Don't worry about being a father. Don't worry about being an, an unemployed or employed. Or, or don't worry about any of those things, my brothers. Focus on being a son. Being fearless before him. And the way that you do that is you love him with everything, which means that you're devoted to him. And you can articulate your love to him. It's beyond more, I'm thankful for this, and I'm thankful, and I'm thankful. See, that's just a recording. Be thankful when someone that you love dies in your arms. Do you still love him then? When someone cuts you off in traffic or, or something happens that is unspeakable, that you can't even think about, you just go off. You see, those things will happen to you. Let me say it one more time before I hang up to irritate so people – you know, flush a database. Yeah, yeah, time to flush a database. Whatever fears you may have in you that you this ever happened to me, I leave the Father. Good. May it happen. Yes, I said that. Because here's the thing, brothers and sisters. He wants our hearts. You've heard this broadcast. People come and go. They always quote him. He wants our hearts. He wants our obedience. If you really believe that people – I don't believe people ever die. Ursuit dies, but not the personality. So whatever fears you have, ask the Father to reveal them and walk through that caca. Walk it out. But this thing is off of me. I talked about character for until the cows came home, whatever that means. That's an old term, but, you know. Hey, I talked about this thing, y'all. So, again – Thank you for joining me at Crying Call for Open Forum with the Brothers. Fearless thoughts and behavior in the world and sea of fear of missing out. We have broken it down, and now you now have the tools to research this and see what FOMO's in you. What pushes your buttons? Talking to me as well. And one way of, of reducing that pushing the buttons let the Father knock you off your feet. Love him. Love him. Don't just get up and say, I'm thankful. No. Love him with your life, with your thoughts, with your practice. Show him your
might see us in the park Trolling the summer 